welcome to And It's Writing, a live streaming podcast where two writers have a few drinks and some laughs while we revise our old work. I'm DC McNaughton, and what I'm working on now is I'm uh, dealing with a workshop this week for writing. Uh, uh, went ahead and applied for Futurescapes, got in, and so this week it's all workshopping for me. I just finished drafting a book that that book that I've been working on for so long, uh, just this week. Yay! Yes, so that's pretty much my news and I am reading I'm still reading I'm still reading uh the gold pension by Donna Sharp for the second time because I'm obsessed so <laughs> I'm just like soaking it up you know I just like soaking it up and I I am become Donna Tart. I <laughs> just read Donna ad nauseum comes me I'm just like I'm I'm manifesting this author <laughs> so I'm Avery Aim and I write adult fantasy. Uh, what I'm working on is I am so, so close to the end of revisions. I can taste it. I should hopefully finish this main round of revisions this weekend. And then all I'll have to do is my prose polishing pass. And then I will be done with the book that I have been staring yeah. at for a couple of years yeah. now. And what I am reading is I just started The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I literally just started it last night, so I'm not that far into it. But the what it's doing well is the same thing I always love. Is I just love how V.E. Schwab writes. I love the way she handles prose. I think it's beautiful. It just makes me want, it makes me love words and want to do the things with words that she does. So it makes me very happy to read um but i i have not far enough to like get into the plot yet but just every time i open her books and read it it's just like oh yes just hit me with your beautiful words <laughs> so yeah so today we're going to discuss um zero drafts which sometimes people call vomit drafts i'll do a quick definition it's uh basically if you write a draft that is not readable by anybody else but you is kind of my definition if it's just like hot garbage <laughs> that's a zero draft <laughs> <laughs> necessary hot garbage yes. yes and this is our usual reminder that writing is not all about rules when we're writing we sometimes need to break from them as well we are both firm believers that if rules feel too suffocating or overwhelming ignore them and just write yes just get the words on the page which is the theme of today's episode yeah but first the drinks uh because we're talking about drafts usually i make a custom cocktail but this time i decided since we're talking about drafting I would do draft beer. And because I take my mission seriously as this podcast's drink curator, I really went with draft beer. I didn't just get a bottle. It is a crowler from a local liquor store that actually has local draft beer on tap. It's from a local brewery called Hopping Gnome. It's HBIC, Head Bitch in Charge, Black Cherry Sour. They do not sponsor us. No one sponsors us. <laughs> I don't actually have... A proper, it is a sour beer. I don't have a proper sour glass, so we're using a brandy glass, which is close enough in shape. Oh, this is a very full crowler. <laughs> that's what she said. So that's the drink. Draft beer. It's local draft. My beer. riff on it is I didn't get draft beer because I guess I just don't do zero drafts because I'm a rebel. I'm just going to do my final draft the first time. It's going to come out perfect the first time. No, it's not. Do a, <laughs> do a, do multiple drafts, people. Um, uh, I just have a, it's from a bottle. It's German. It's not even American. I didn't support any local businesses. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do any of the good stuff that I'm supposed to do. 
but you know what? It's delicious. I don't, I can't even pronounce it because it's German. Uh, yeah, I think it's a blonde. <laughs> it's an Augustiner. It says, oh, it's just the Augustiner Brewery in Germany. There you go. Now I've done my civic duty. Yes. Yes. Edelstoff. Atelstaff. <laughs> yes, okay. Now that I've embarrassed myself enough. That's <laughs> okay. I will say I, I have not had this particular beer before, and it is quite lovely. Sour beers, sometimes I, I love them, but they can get real sour. This one is a really nice balance, so I'm digging it. I may have to go back and get some more of this before it's gone. Good. Because that's the curse of local breweries, is they have like a batch, and you're like, this is great. And they're like, yeah, we moved on to something else. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> So, uh, so opening thoughts on zero drafts, vomit drafts. Why would you zero draft? Why would you waste your time with something that nobody's going to see? Why would you do that? I do it because I didn't used to. And then I would write this draft that was, it was all written out in prose. Everything read well, more or less. Enough. And then I would get it done and go i have to cut an entire act i have to rewrite this whole like section of the book i have to get rid of this character and i realized i had wasted all of those pretty words and so now i zero draft because it's my it's my outline and it came up with one of our listeners uh one of our mutual friends that this friend does very detailed outlines like multi-page beat sheet everything down to the last minutiae outlines and i was like that's serving the same purpose as a zero draft but as a pantser a zero draft is much less intimidating to me than an outline from my perspective i have foolishly gone in i am i'm not okay you know what it wasn't foolish it was just me writing and having fun because before i got into wanting to publish i had a nice life that was stress-free and i just liked writing and now i hate it (laughs) before before that uh i i would i would solidly write a book all the way through and i would then have to rewrite it the entire thing because it wasn't working and i and i guess for me, that's why you zero draft. You zero draft so that you can kind of have a, you know, sloppily put it down so that you don't end up like little old me who had a, a whole solid <laughs> 275,000 words uh, and then have to like rewrite that. Cheers right there with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? When I rewrote it, it was only 200,000. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better. Humble beginnings. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at is like the zero draft versus outline discussion is they can kind of do the same things because they're both doing the same work of roughing out your plot, roughing out your characters, figuring out all this developmental stuff before you get into the nitty gritty of the developmental edits. And I think it just comes down to with how how everybody's brain works, like what works best for you, because I like Mm -hmm. to kind of feel my way in the dark a little bit. And a zero draft is that happy medium between feeling my way in the dark and wasting a lot of time on a draft that I'm going to just obliterate. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, honestly, for me, outlining, I do the outline and then I do my zero draft on top of the outline because there are just some instances where I just feel like I don't know how to push the story forward if there's not dialogue going on Mm -hmm. between my characters. Like I'll have like a, a general idea of like where I want it to go, but like, then I'll get to the characters and they won't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And 
I feel like the zero draft is kind of trying to figure that out. Like, why won't you do this thing that's in my outline? Like, what's wrong with you? And like, that's part of the, the challenge of the zero draft, right? Is figuring all that out. That's why me, like, I really appreciate people who can't outline. I am envious of it. I can't because of that. I have to put my characters in the place and go, okay, what are you doing now? And that's how, like I said, that's kind of part of the feeling the way in the dark. Mm-hmm. I really wish I could outline. I've tried it and it just, it, my, my brain doesn't click with the characters in an outline and it's very frustrating. And this is why I write, I write very extremely messy zero drafts. So yeah. So that's kind of why we would zero draft. Um, how long are your zero drafts? Me and you do zero drafts completely differently. We do. (laughs) Because I have recently adopted this thing where I have and I, I've done this for the book that I'm working on, the book that I just finished, and then also the next book that I'm about to work on. What I did was I, I took, I gave myself 10,000 words. I had to write the book in 10,000 words. That's how much I got. And the way that I do that is I, I take the outline and then I put the outline in a document and then I write, you know, I go in and write the small version of the scene that is in the outline. And sometimes like, it's more omniscient because I'm sort of mm-hmm. covering all the bases, but I do that in 10,000 words, you know, more or less. And then I try, I try to make sure all the pieces are fitting together so that when I go into the bigger thing, when I expand all that out, it's not going to have weird continuity errors. It's not going to, it's not going to do the sort of things that a draft does when you're in the middle of writing it in your 75,000 word format, you know, 50,000 words in, it's like, oh, this doesn't work. I can figure that out in a 10,000 word space. And that for me is very comforting. But I know a lot of people like you prefer the long form, which I get. And, you know, we say long form, but the more I do this and the more used to doing zero drafts I become, my last couple have been in the like 30, 35,000 word range. So they're still like a third of the novel. They're longer than what you do. But I summarize a lot of scenes. If I know, if I feel solid about where a scene is going, I'll summarize it. If it's like, I know exactly what the scene needs to do. I know what my characters would do. I know how they'd react. I'd just be like, so-and-so does this. Then this person does this. And then they move on. And then skip to the next scene. And the scenes that actually get written out are either the ones that I'm really excited about writing. Like, I just, it's been stuck in my head. And it's like, I, it's like a movie playing in my head. I've got it figured out and I need to get it on paper. or it's the ones that I don't exactly know where it's going. And I have to I have to do the poke around in the dark. And then the areas where I'm more confident, it becomes like a real kind of what you do, like a real short summary, almost omniscient outline. So mine are a lot more haphazard. Yours is more methodical. <laughs> you know what though? It, you know, there's there's no wrong answer. Your zero draft looks like what your zero draft needs you mm-hmm. needs to look like, you know, because everybody's brain is wired differently. We can't expect that one person's way of doing it is going to work for us. And for a while, like I did it one way and decided that just wasn't for mm-hmm. me. And I think that experimenting with what works is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know so. I have friends that this is kind of another topic we wanted to discuss, which was how it does vary from person to person. Um, because I know people who do their zero drafts entirely in dialogue. It's almost a screenplay. Mm-hmm. And then yep. they will go in and add in the action beats and the more like introspective stuff later. And then I know some people who do the opposite. It's almost entirely 
like stage directions and they'd be like and then he talks about x and then they go over here and it's yeah. very like what like you mentioned omniscient kind of yeah and then there are there are some other people who write pretty much the whole book but just shortened like each part is just a little shortened they don't worry about like adverbs adjectives pretty prose they're kind of like just writing a really perfunctory version of like everything that mm -hmm. happens and another little trick that kind of fits in here i don't know where else it would fit in so i want to mention it is the trick that some people do with either comic sans or any other technique to make it look not like a printed book some people use different colored fonts um i have a friend that uses all caps which actually this friend does after their zero draft it's like another draft after that interesting but yeah it's something to make it not look intimidating so you're like this isn't a printed book this is me getting my thoughts out i'm gonna vomit it out i am a graphic designer i cannot use comic sans i am sorry i understand people who can <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna write my entire zero draft in papyrus. Oh, I will. Oh my gosh. I get it. You do you, but I'm just, I look at it and I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Small segue though. I tell you what, if you finish your book and you need to like read through it, put that shit in papyrus. You will notice the errors <laughs> so easily. Like when you're reading it, like you're doing your final read through. Okay. Like, I can't just let the word speak for the, the font speak for me. I got to make sure that it looks good in papyrus. If it reads good in papyrus, <laughs> you got to just start querying. You win. Like, you've won. <laughs> I do, just another side note, I do change the font every time I do yes. a revision pass because mm -hmm. it does help you notice Hell things. Yeah. But yeah, if you make it an ugly font and the, it's you're still like, this is pretty good, then you've done you've done your work. Yep. So, okay, you've done your zero draft in whatever font you choose how what's the next step after you finish a zero draft panic <laughs> lay on your bed and panic and cry and be like my book is shit it's never gonna go anywhere look at how bad it is and then your friends are like that's your zero draft what's wrong with you get off the bed like what are you doing like and then you get out the bed and you put your ass in the chair and your hands on the keyboard and you do the thing that Stephen King and Brandon Sanderson all do and you, and you type and you fix the errors? <laughs> <laughs> question mark? Big question. Do you start at chapter one? Is that where you start? Like, um, some people don't. Yeah, it, you know? I think it depends on your personal process. But yeah, the next step is to kind of like, for me, let it sit for a minute. That minute's going to vary between people. Um. Mm -hmm. and kind of take a look at it and my biggest suggestion is however you do this to take a big picture look at it whether yep. that's for me that's my index cards all over the floor method which kind of coincides with the story genius scene cards method i kind of merged the two some people it's just you know re-outlining doing a reverse outline some people just kind of look at the whole thing and go, okay, this is the part that I know is going to need work. Like this whole middle arc is just a mess. Um, but yeah, it's doing, for me, it's going in like big picture mm -hmm. and kind of refining down what changes I know I'm going to need to make in the, the quote unquote real draft, the first like actual readable by other people draft. Yep. And for me, since I'm moving from a 10K draft to like a real draft, so I don't actually have anything but 
the thing is, is when you're starting with something smaller, you can't really copy and paste any of that over. Mm -hmm. You can't really save it because it doesn't really work in the same format. So my, I can just get really excited being able to go into chapter one, like knowing that it works from top to bottom. But but before you make sure that it works, well, no, I suppose that part of, wow, that I haven't eaten today and that draft beer, (laughs) that non-draft German beer is really messing with me. Okay, so let's reverse a little bit here. Uh, So I have done this for this book and I really liked it. I wrote the query letter right after I finished my zero draft. And I did this because... (laughs) I was going to say, while while you have a minute to collect your thoughts, that's a really good point. And I actually do that too. And I forgot about it. Yes, it's because... Yeah, because you're... The query letter, there is something magical about a query letter, even if it's not the query letter you're going to actually take into the query trenches, that actually shows you what the most important parts of your book are. Mm -hmm. And at that point, when you see what your book is supposed to be in the query letter, what you want it to be, you can look at your query letter and look at your zero draft and be like, all right, where are the parallels here? Mm -hmm. Where am I losing... Like where, where, where are things shifting from what's, what, what's in my query letter, the base, the bones of my book. And and then from there, you can sort of make decisions going forward in your next draft mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, those things are being ironed out as you're working on it. You're not just jumping in blind. It's very hard to think about a 90,000 word novel before you can see it in just one page. Yeah. So seeing it in one page really helps like really be able to extend it you know yeah i think about those those fucking like uh back when we were in school and there was no internet to keep us company (laughs) they uh nat geo or like the science magazine or something used to put in these like close-ups of a thing and like you would mail the magazine um and tell them what you thought the close-up was of and like like if you won you got like a free like magazine subscription or something like if you guessed that that was an ant carapace from like this close (laughs) then you won but like that's like in like almost inhuman to be able to do so being able to like back the fuck up and look at the ant from a reasonable distance (laughs) it's wise yes you should do that well and that's what i was just gonna emphasize your point is I know I have a lot of friends who hate queries. I know, guys. I know queries are hard. They're the they're very hard. They suck. But honestly, doing them earlier is going to save you a lot from doing it later. Um, because one, you'll kind of have the, the... You'll probably end up rewriting it and throwing it out because you'll have changed part of the story at some point. But having to sit there and go, what is the conflict of my story at this point is going to save you work in the end. I promise you it's going to do it. It sucks, but it's going to do it. Yep. It really is. I have lost my spot in this document. I will keep going. Okay. Yes. Keep it's going. I- <laughs> I'll keep doing the, the, the document says additional banter. So I have additional banter to provide. So one thing that I find and in, in, in the beta, in the beta reading that I've done, you can almost tell when someone's not done a zero draft and gotten some of the stuff out of their system. When you jump into a new book, there's a lot of stuff that goes through your head. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that you suddenly want to see on the page. A lot of character relationships you suddenly want to form. A lot of sex scenes you suddenly want to write. <laughs> I see you looking at me. And that <laughs> and you, 
you start <laughs> you start writing these things it's like you're desperate like i need like you it is vomit you know like in its own way and it's like you're just getting it all out of your system right you really need to get it out of you like and this is why it's so important to redraft is because when you look back at some of the stuff you wrote you're like wow like i must have really wanted those two characters to have sex because <laughs> they are eyeballing each other on every page and i can't stop thinking about them and oh my god and like it's like that initial part of a relationship you know yeah. you sleep together for a while and it the honeymoon phase you know then you start to do more fun things like going out to eat at a nice restaurant you know you let the thing be what it wants to be without forcing this weird sort of carnal urge to desperately move things along or detail things too much. Like you, you can finally step back and think realistically about what you've done and people, it is totally fine. And that's the thing is I think zero drafts are awesome because you can be stupid. Yeah. You can write a dumb scene. Like you can write all the sex yeah. and then you, go to the next draft and you're like, I gotta, I gotta pull this back a little bit. Like, you know, I gotta, I have, oh my. I have a slight anecdote about that. Um, in Cambiare, um, which that scene is now in the sequel, uh, because of how I ended up breaking up the book later, uh, into multiple parts, but there was a scene, it was one chapter and a beta reader came back to me and went, do you realize this chapter is 12,000 words? And it is them going on a date. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> this was early in my career as a writer. This was a draft that probably should not have been seen by any other people. Um, this should have been a zero draft. Uh, but I was a baby writer and didn't know what I was doing. And some of those events still happen, but it's been way pared back. But I needed to write that. I needed to get that out of my system. I needed them to like go out on the date and do all the cute things and you know, it, yeah. was, it was very much like the fanfic let's or it's the anime episode where they like go out to a carnival <laughs> kind yeah. of thing and you get it out of your system you get it there you're like yes that felt good now i can pare it back <laughs> and you need you need to allow yourself that space like you absolutely have to because your characters develop and become deeper by making mistakes with you so if yeah. you don't make a draft where you're allowing your characters and your plot to make mistakes they'll never grow yeah. and neither will you so like like part of growing as a character and an author is making mistakes letting your characters make mistakes not being having to feel embarrassed by those mistakes because it's a zero draft it's all very yeah. important to the process you're not going to get it right the first time yeah you're not yeah i think having a draft that doesn't matter helps and for some people, that is your outline, but for some mm -hmm. people, that's going to be your zero draft. So yeah, so our next section, I guess we can move into is the sample. So what I have done is I have included a sample of uh, one of my zero drafts. It's a very short sample. Uh, you will see why it's short because it is about 50% notes to myself in brackets in red, which you'll show, you'll see on screen for those of you who are watching us live. The way we're going to do this for people who are listening on audio later is I'm going to read the actual text that's on the page. I will do my best to translate any typos and or punctuation errors and run on sentences verbally that I can, because trust me, they're in there. And yes, and then I am going to read all of the stuff that Avery wrote to herself <laughs> in the brackets. 
Because, you know, when you're writing the zero drafts, sometimes you got to have brackets to make sure you know where you're going with stuff. I'm going to I'm going to be the bad voice reading, <laughs> reading those. I'm going to be the sound of Avery's subconscious on the page. Yes. <laughs> yes. OK, we're going to switch over here. This is going to be ridiculous. Yes. I'm super. Yeah, well, I haven't even practiced. A voice yet. <laughs> I'm, ready to, uh, I'm ready to go. And yeah, we're going to read the whole thing and then we'll kind of break down, you know, why we've done the thing or well, why I did the things I did. It shouldn't be this easy, but there are no guards, not here. All I need to do is avoid being seen by anyone. Draw this out. Add tension. Have her creeping around and maybe almost caught. I know for sure that tonight Autumn will be alone every tenth day. Check this. Is it really ten? He spins it without a consort or any other sort of companionship. Explain this schedule earlier in the book. I knock on his door. A moment later, tear, latch clicks, the knob turns. Should they even have doors? Maybe curtains or something more open would be better. <laughs> Autumn's eyes wide. His hair is unruly with sleep. His stare sleepy. <laughs> okay, sorry, I was trying to, I was trying to keep it. Okay. Okay. His stare sleepy. Terda, you are forbidden to enter these halls on punishment of... What? He's stern, puzzled, but he hasn't called for anyone yet. Your Holiness, I have news of utmost importance. It should be, if you're willing to risk... Figure this out. ...to share it. He stares at me. He closes his eyes. He steps back and gestures me in. No punctuation. But... <laughs> You've already broken every rule to be here. What's one more? I step inside. Describe his room. He latches the door behind me. Write the rest of this scene later. <laughs> also, how does it play out? Is he angry or happy to see her? She tells him all the clues. He believes her story and stopped working with her. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I said it anyway. <laughs> Add earlier romancy stuff. Slow burn comes to a point here and keep it angsty. <laughs> I tried to make it through. I almost did, but the sleep sleepy got me. <laughs> that was fun. His hair is unruly with sleep. His hair sleepy. And I actually missed a Nailed part it. where there were like two periods. So yeah, there's this is those of you who get to see this on visual <laughs> get to see like how messed up this is with punctuation and stuff and how often i'm just like i'm telling myself the story that's you hear that quote and i don't remember who said it but it's the first draft is you telling yourself the story and that's really what this is and you see there's a bullet list at the bottom where it's like how does this play out where are we going from here let me kind of think out my thoughts and i just leave that in this zero draft <laughs> You gotta just leave that stuff in because you can't figure that shit out right now. You got other things to do, like writing the rest of the book. Yeah. Because by the time you write the by the time you write the end of the book, the middle of the book is going to have changed. So like sometimes I'm not gonna say all the time because sometimes it's 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 okay to sort of try to figure things out as you go. But there are sometimes where it's just like you have to wait to fill in those blanks because you don't really know how those pieces work together mm -hmm. yet you know and here's actually a point about this specific scene which is that this entire subplot got cut this isn't in the book anymore like this whole plot of them working together of her seeing him in secret and like telling him clues this whole thing is gone what draft did that disappear on 
This was one of the early drafts. This was probably the... So this didn't make it even into the second draft? No, it didn't make it into the draft that you read as a critique partner. This was literally like my first draft of me telling myself this book. So because I zero drafted, this page right here is is what I wasted. I don't want to say wasted because no effort is wasted. You, I learned. I figured out what I was working on. But I didn't spend hours refining this scene and picking and fixing sleep his stair sleepy and, <laughs> and you know putting in those little like action beats and all that stuff for a scene that later ended up getting cut now i do want to address the fancy elephant in the room <laughs> and that is the fancy elephant by the way me and avery are both part of this elephant um it is the need to write good prose deep down in some people it is difficult to do a zero draft like this without the pretty prose because there's just something about it that separates us almost associates us from the Mm -hmm. book if it doesn't look good then it's not fun to write like literally this happens the way that i handle this is you know what if you're in the middle of your book and you really need to write something nice take a favorite scene and just go write it and like make it pretty, make it as pretty as you want it to be and just spend time with it. There is nothing wrong with that. Like if you feel like you really need to take your zero draft and add a, a pretty section into it to, to keep in practice or to keep, you know, motivated or to make yourself feel good, because a lot of times in writing, we love writing pretty words. That's why we write. Right. So mm-hmm. sometimes you need to do that and definitely allow yourself to do that. Definitely not saying don't do that because I know there's a lot of people who are like, well, I can't do zero drafts because the, the moment I start writing on the page, I've got to make sure that it's good because otherwise I'm not interested. Like it just mm-hmm. I, it pulls me right out of it. Yeah. And I will say this is the scene. This is the kind of scene where I kind of had an idea of what might happen, but I wasn't really mm-hmm. sure. Um, there are two scenes two three scenes in the draft of this book that is the current draft of this book uh, that made it through mostly intact they've had some polishing and stuff but they made it through mostly intact from the first zero draft because they were the scenes that i really wanted to write and they were the scenes that i kind of i let myself do that i let myself go in and write them pretty because i'm like this scene is important to me like i said it's the one that was stuck in my head it was like the movie scene yeah if if that's what drives you do that with the scenes you really like and then yeah maybe if the scenes you're not feeling as much try as you're drafting those ones first as like your little dipping a toe into the pool (laughs) (laughs) i hope it's easy to understand and voice i hope hope my british (laughs) accent is understandable i i did love your accent you know i i went into this thinking (laughs) i was gonna read it like a like a gargoyle or something i was like i'll just pull out my best big dragon voice and then i'm like no 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 this is this is definitely a job for the british person living inside of my body so yeah that kind of just shows you like and everybody's is going to look different if you try zero drafting um like i said that's just what mine look like some people will have more notes themselves less notes themselves more summarizing as you know like you said dc yours are more like summaries um yes some people are going to be yes. bullet points. Some people are just going to be literally a list of bullet points. Yes. Yes. And that's okay. Like, dude, that's fine. Like, a list of bullet points is absolutely okay. 
And, and I think that some people are overwhelmed thinking it needs to be anything more. It doesn't. The zero draft is for you. It is whatever you want it to be. I find it easiest to write 10,000 words. Yeah. Yeah. We have a comment in chat that actually mentions, um, this might be something we want to discuss, uh, that says I've never tried a zero draft, but I think it would be good for me. I struggle with revising while writing and it isn't good for creative flow. Do you have any thoughts about the revising while writing? Because I know that's something that a lot of people do struggle with. I've been always been such a chaotic mess with writing. Honestly, I would definitely say definitely try them because revising while writing isn't like I used to do it. Um, and I just felt like it really slowed me down. I have now written three books in three years. So the zero draft process has actually made it a lot easier. Whereas my first book that I wrote, it took me three years to write that book because I was revising while I was writing. And and I love revising. I do. But part of the fun of revising is doing it on top of something that you know is going to stick around that you know has all of the meat and noodles that you need to make this book. And and I do think revising slows the process down. And so like, if you feel like that is something that's happening to you, definitely step back, try a, try a zero draft. And even if you don't think it's slowing you down, try it anyway, because like maybe it's slowing you down more than you think. Um, we know several people, Avery and I, who really love to write a very good draft on the first try. And sure, go for it, but it just, it takes so long and you end up losing so much and like not revising, which is why I really like NaNoWriMo because it sort of forces you to write 50K in a month, which mm -hmm. means you can't be revising. Yeah. Like you can't. So that, it, it lets the writing flow better. Mm -hmm. And that actually came up in chat. Another comment says, I started writing with NaNoWriMo. So I have a rule of don't backspace. Revising is for later. I'll admit I don't want 100% don't backspace. But as a general, like if I notice a typo, I'll fix it. But I don't like rewrite scenes. And right. I know some people can't, their, their brain is just like, I am stuck. I just, I know that scene is bad and I need to fix it. And there's a level of, like I said, kind of understanding your brain and how your brain is going to work. But I definitely don't like do major rewrites or any sort of like big polishes while writing. Strider in chat says, um, I first. I write first, revise uh, when it's done. That's why today's draft was rough. They're uh, referring to the workshop. Uh, this is somebody who went to the workshop uh -huh. um, and, and had their uh, material read and sort of worked with. Yes, like it, it the, the first drafts, you know, the zero drafts with the not revising, it is very hard to, to write those and, and and not have little errors. And oh, yeah. those errors are completely fine. Yeah. So again, this is just you know, one more person agreeing that definitely the next draft is where the revision happens because you you just have the entire book to think about. Yeah. And isn't that so wonderful to, to finally have it all down and really be able to nitpick mm -hmm. like that? And yes, the difference between that draft and the draft before it should be enormous. And that's great. You mm -hmm. know, that's great. You kind of touched on something that I don't think we actually mentioned earlier during like, why should you zero draft is that it it lets you finish a draft. <laughs> like if you're the kind of person who has always struggled to finish a book for whatever reason, maybe writing an ugly draft might be the way to get you to the end. And then you're like, okay, I can fix it later. Yep. But like, if you have never hit the end because of trying to draft it pretty, maybe trying to draft it ugly can get you to that point. And then you can polish. That's the one thing I love about writing versus 
I know you're, an, you know, you're an artist and an illustrator, like a visual artist as well. And I tried my hand at that and I still kind of play with it every once in a while, but I never fell in love with it completely because you only get so many chances to do over it before you have to like really start over, especially with, with <laughs> physical medium. Like if you're working in like acrylics, yeah. there's a point where you have to either start over or like completely repaint over this part of the picture or whatever. Whereas with writing, you can like pick out this part, pick out this part, copy paste over here, do this over here. Yep. And you get as many redos as you want. Yeah. That's the thing with zero drafts is no one ever has to read this but you. You can do this. You can polish it, refine it, and fix it as many times as you need to. Exactly. And I would, since you're on the topic, like to make a shout out to all those people out there who have never seen the end of their books. Yeah. Seriously, there are so many people out there that just freeze up uh, while they're writing and they keep going back to the beginning and and then getting halfway through again and then going back to the beginning because they, they're feeling like something's not working out. And for a long time, honestly, that was me. Yeah. I was stuck in this place where the end was just something that was in my head. It was the cinematic in my head and, and all me working on the draft over and over again was just me trying to get there mm -hmm. when now I'm just like, let, let yourself write the end, let yourself get there, you know? Yeah. And, and that's why I really like the 10 K cause you can almost get there in one day. If you're ambitious enough, yeah. you can sit there and write your whole book in one day. And guys, there is nothing like it. <laughs> you can just like you, like, I have done it and it just feels so good. Just being able to be like, I just got to the end in a single day because the thing is, is after that point, everything gets very slow. So mm -hmm. having that win of seeing the end one time before you really start to write a 90,000 word book or a 200,000 word book, even like you've got to allow yourself to see the end because you need those little wins to push you through a novel. It, mm -hmm. it is not an easy task to write a book. It is not an easy task to draft again. Yeah. Allow yourself a win. Let yourself write the whole book, even if it's in 10,000 words. You will feel so good afterwards. And anybody out there who is struggling to get to the end of their book, I, I encourage you and, and plea that you, you really try to just take a day and just write the whole book. Yeah. Even if it's 5,000 words, write the whole book yeah. in 5,000 words. Just do it. Even if it's, yeah, if it's like three pages of like bullet points, um, which at this point is back to kind of outlining. But yeah, there, there's like, yeah. it's like a spectrum. It's like a shades of gray between an outline and a zero draft. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where like, even I couldn't tell you exactly where that line flips over. Mm -hmm. But that's another, another thing that I'm going to kind of promote a little bit NaNoWriMo. Um, it is not for everybody because that hard deadline and pressure does not work for everybody. Some people mm -hmm. will just, their brain just is like, nope, shut down. And I get that because I have ADHD brain. And so sometimes yep. I get to that, this project is so overwhelming, I can't even look at it. So I get that. If it's not for you, it's not for yep. you. But if you have never tried it and you're curious about it and you think it might possibly be something you want to do, it's worth giving it a try because if it does work for your brain and the pressure isn't enough to make you shut down, it can really be like that, impetus that gets you through that zero draft because you do hit the point where you're like okay this scene is not working but i have to meet 1667 words today so i'm just gonna zero draft the scene and it, that's actually what taught me how to zero draft was nanorimo because i was under a deadline and that made me go okay 
I've got to, I've got to get through this stupid book today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so it's worth trying if you haven't tried it and it doesn't make you like want to run screaming. <laughs> yep. And then this is my usual um, sort of tertiary perspective that I always do from that, you know, the anxious, dysfunctional, quote unquote, dysfunctional person's perspective, because I, for instance, I'm a person who often, you know, and I think Avery has been here too, you know, you're an anxious person, you're an introvert, you're a writer, and you have to write 1,667 words or that's it. And it becomes very anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. And I implore if it does that to you, you know, remember self-care. Yeah. Stay away from it as best you can. If 10,000 words for a zero draft is too much for you, um, do 5,000. And you know what? Some people can only work one or two days out of the week because that's all the mental, that's all that they can handle, you know, like, yeah. because, um, and I think that if you are a person who can only find two days a week to work, that's what you should do there. Oh, what is her name? The one who wrote, uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell and the new one. Piranesi. Susanna Clark. Yeah. Susanna Clark has this new book that she wrote. Um, and she did it over the course of, of many years. And it's a very short book. And apparently they don't know what's wrong with her, but she's got something wrong with her that basically makes her tired all the time. Mm. And so she can only work on a book like three hours a week sometimes. And it took her a long time to write this book after, by the way, writing a 300,000 word book. And, you know, you have to remember to take it easy and you can still take it easy on the zero drafts and still make it to the end. Just like Susanna Clark, because you got to be good to yourself for sure. And I think that's actually another good point about the zero draft is we kind of touched on it earlier at the very beginning. But part of the appeal for me is the lack of pressure. Because I know no one's reading this but mm -hmm. me. It doesn't have to be good. It's just for me to get like my ideas on the page. And yeah, during NaNoWriMo, which like I said, we, we kind of talked about works for me, but not for everybody. There is a, a word count limit or daily word count goal. But if you're not doing like a daily word count goal and you're just like doing what you can, whenever you can, having a draft that, that is no pressure. Mm -hmm. can help so much and it, there's still a mental hurdle to get over you still have to you're still looking at those words on the page and going this doesn't look like that book that's on my bookshelf and that's still a mental hurdle that's that is a part of writing that is always a struggle like and I, you're gonna get through it yeah you will get through it eventually every book i start every time i do it dc has to deal with me sending a net a message in group chat that's like i don't remember how to write a book this is terrible i don't i don't remember how to draft my words aren't pretty i don't know what i'm doing this was all a fluke every other time it's happened and dc has to be like no no this is this is drafting you always mm -hmm. do this you always make it better it always starts yeah. out ugly you gotta start out ugly and let yourself get to the end at least once i yeah. promise you anybody please like if you're one of those people out there that's not done it just do it yeah. get to the end it's gonna feel so good let yourself write the end oh i gotta let yourself do it oh my god yes and the middle is the hardest part uh before nanorima this is a kind of inside kind of uh, sort of related um 
before NaNoWriMo, I would get to the middle and I'd be like, I don't know where this is going. This is hard. I don't know. I kind of have an idea where I want it to end, but I don't know how to get there. And that was when I would quit and start a new book. And I would get to the middle and quit and start a new book. And I think zero drafts allow you to more quickly get to the end of a book mm-hmm. because you can kind of skim that middle. <laughs> Instead of having yeah. to really figure out the details, you can be like, okay, it's the, it's the rise of Skywalker technique. Somehow Palpatine has returned. You can do that in your book. Don't do it in a big budget movie, but you can do it in your book. You can be like, I don't know how I want the dead King to come back. You can just write, so the dead king came back and then go to the next chapter and you will figure that out later in polishes. Um, but okay. the zero draft allows you to kind of like skip and skim until you get to the end. Because, yeah, as DC said, there's just there's just a magic in hitting the end. You got to get that serotonin, people. You need the serotonin. That's like necessary for existence. So, like, go get some serotonin yes. right at the end of your stupid book. <laughs> It's not stupid. That's just me being brash. Um, but we have another comment as well, which says, if you were doing NaNoWriMo, would you write a zero draft in October and start writing the first draft during NaNoWriMo or use NaNoWriMo to write a 50k zero draft? I use NaNoWriMo to zero draft. And if I hit, most of my zero drafts aren't 50k. If I hit like 30k, 35k, I use the extra words to just either expand upon scenes that I kind of know where they're going until I hit my 50k. Or I start a new project <laughs> and just tack that onto NaNoWriMo because I'm a cheater. For me, I um, I zero draft in October. <laughs> and some people say that's cheating. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Look at my face. I'm tattooed. I don't give. I don't care. I, I, I zero draft in October so that I, I have more of a map during NaNoWriMo. But that's just because that's easier for me to do. Um. And it's really because my zero drafts are like 10k too. So that even doesn't even cover NaNoWriMo really. And it's just, I like having the excitement of November be like, oh yeah, okay, I did my zero draft. And now during Nano, I get to do 50 to 50k. I tried to do my zero draft during Nano last year, but then things happened and I had to work (laughs) on another book. So I didn't get to try that. So. But no, I think during Nano, you have to do whatever's going to help you get your story out. Whether that's doing your zero draft in November, doing your zero draft earlier, like just learning your process. This is so much of the writing journey is -hmm. like figuring out what works for you. And it's never going to be the same for anybody, anybody ever. And just like try it. If you think it sounds like a good idea, try zero drafting in November. And then if you're like, oh, no, this is this is like DCs. This is too short. This I need to do this earlier. Mm-hmm. Then try that earlier the next year. Yep. Everyone's different. Sometimes it's just nice to crap out a novel during NaNoWriMo and not have any idea what you're doing. <laughs> I've done that, too. And it never went back to that book. But I think I'm going to someday because it was cool. I think that's it. Okay. I think that's. Yeah, I think that's all. Um, Oh, I need to scroll to our end uh, because that's... Oh, you're next. Me! Our next episode is on March 18th. Maybe that... Why does that... Wait, wait a minute. You know what? I'll talk about that later. Our next episode is probably on March 18th and will be on world building, iceberg theory, 
join us live at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or listen on audio afterward. And you can find everything you need on our website, anditswriting.com, A-N-D, not the ampersand. Um, look us up on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, everywhere you listen to podcasts, we should be there. You can follow us on Twitter at anditswriting for episode updates and other notifications. If you like what you're hearing, join our Discord. We would like to hang out and chat with you. Yes. We are trying to be more alive. I'm trying to be more alive. <laughs> you can hang out, ask questions. We can share book recs, booze, all sorts of fun things. Thanks for coming, guys. 